Welcome, witches, to episode nine of Witch Talk. My name is Brie. I'm a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon, Pisces rising. And this is a witch's guide to the week of February 26th to March 3rd, 2024. Big week, guys. Big, big week. The decisions that you make this week will affect you heavily. Genuinely, that's just the truth. I can't even do an intro for real because I just have so many thoughts and I'm still reeling from the Virgo full moon yesterday. Yes, I'm recording this podcast episode less than 10 hours before it comes out. And what about it? But this week, there are so many overlapping themes of balance and responsibility and finally giving yourself the fresh start that you need. You know, this week is going to be a major reality check for a lot of us. And it's easily the most Saturn heavy week of the entire year. This week is literally going to make us reflect and take action and steer our lives in the way we desire before airy season starts. And I shall get into all of that. I have a lot to say this week. Quickly though, before I get into it, I added two more types of readings on the Topaz website. The first is a mini guidance reading, which costs significantly less than all of the other readings I have. It's a quick audio recording where I look at your chart and in the most simple way, give you guidance. When you book with me, regardless of what kind of reading it is, you can always ask three questions. Actually, you're required to ask three questions before you purchase it. And I would say this recording will last about 20 minutes, nice and simple. The second one, which I'm really excited about, is a best of you reading, which is where I essentially pick apart my favorite things about your chart and about you. I want to quickly read a snippet of the description that's listed on the website for this reading. Here it goes. With an emphasis on positivity and self-empowerment, the best of you reading celebrates the unique qualities that define your essence and purpose by highlighting areas of natural giftedness, innate resilience, and soulful expression, this consultation serves as a guiding light, inspiring you to embrace your authenticity, pursue your passions, and unlock your fullest potential. I just love this one. I love the positivity it brings, and like the mini guidance reading, it is cheaper than the previous readings I have had listed, so check those two out, and let's get into the episode. So starting on the 26th, nothing major at all happening, but you still might feel like you're reeling from the Virgo full moon. You know, the Virgo full moon was not heavy necessarily, but definitely there was an energy of reassessment. And so with reassessment comes taking things out, putting things in, and there's a certain instability in that, right? And so as the moon goes into Libra on Monday, there's an energy of balance and repair coming to clean up some of that Virgo energy. You know, the first three days after a full moon are always kind of like a recovery zone of like, I just had these revelations about X, Y, and Z, or what the hell just happened? And it's not enough to just sit in it, you know, you need to do something about it. And the moon moving into Libra helps with that. It helps with the balancing of our thoughts and the relationships around us. Also, Virgo rules over health and the stomach and digestive issues. And so you're probably going to be still digesting and processing your thoughts that you've been putting a lot of space into. You could even be feeling drained and sleepy and your stomach could be hurting. I know mine really is. And I did a very unusual thing for me today and took a nap in the middle of the day for a couple of hours and justified it by saying, well, in Spain, they have siesta, so I'm going to go to sleep at noon after already being awake for five hours. So if you're feeling a little like, whoa, what just happened? What am I doing? How do I move forward on Monday? It's perfectly normal, especially because the rest of the week is going to tell you. Oh, yeah, this week is going to give you some clarity. It's going to whip you into shape. Alexa play whipped into shape by Legally Blonde, the musical original Broadway cast recording. Thank you. Okay, now we are moving on to Tuesday, the 27th with the Mars square to Jupiter. Right now, Mars is in Aquarius and Jupiter is in Taurus, meaning that this square is happening between fixed signs. So definitely tension, 
definitely resistance. And remember Venus in Aquarius squared Jupiter on Sunday. And last week there was the whole Venus and Mars alignment. So Mars and Venus are still pretty close to each other. What I get from this transit is that there's a push and pull between focusing on what you want for your personal growth and enjoyment and that of other people's. There's a clash between the urge for individuality, Aquarius, and the desire for stability and material security, Taurus. Aquarius encourages rebellion and a drive for freedom. And Jupiter and Taurus emphasizes the importance of grounding and practicality. Now with Mars, there's an added layer of motivation, momentum, you know, and moving forward. But because this is all happening in fixed, stubborn signs of Taurus and Aquarius, you might realize that you're making things way harder for yourself than you need to. You know, why are you in your own way? Because if you just take a second, breathe and allow change, allow flexibility in all aspects of your life, then you will see that things will start to get moving. Things will pick up. Opportunities will be ready for you. Whoa, I'm getting hella motivational. <laughs> but it's true. A Mars square to Jupiter brings a sense of restlessness and ambition. It prompts us to take bold actions to pursue our goals. But at the same time, it warns us against overconfidence or impulsiveness within ourselves and wants us to balance our drive for growth with patience and moderation. Also, Jupiter kind of creates this la-la-la energy and not in the way of Neptune, but it's close enough where you can kind of be so committed and determined to something to the point of not letting anything or anyone interfere with it. And in the end, it's just standing in the way, especially because it's Pisces season. You just gotta go with the flow. You gotta let the universe and the bigger forces do their thing. Don't be such a control freak. I guess I'm talking to myself there. Just vibe and things will ultimately work out in your favor. Okay, now I'm getting into the big bang of the week, an event that can truly change the course of how you think and approach your long-term success in life. The Saturn, Sun, Mercury, triple conjunction, Mercury, Cassini, Saturn, combust, call it what you want, this is big shit. Now I wanna preface this transit by saying that we have an eclipse later this month in March. So yes, we are stepping into eclipse season, not right now, maybe next week, once the new moon happens. But March as a whole, which is starting this week, is really gonna be all about gearing up for Aries season, the spring equinox, and the retrogrades are about to be on their way. And so I'm not saying that to scare anyone, but the stars and everything have been direct the past few months, and objectively, everything has been smooth sailing as a whole, and everything is about to pick back up and get more chaotic in the next three weeks. So I say all that to say, you want to make sure that before all of that happens, you are prepared. You want to have your shit together. And this is the time to do it. The universe is literally begging you here with all of this Saturn influence this week to get it together. And to get it together emotionally, I mean. The effects of eclipse season will start to be felt during the new moon happening on March 10th and things are going to be thrown at you. And would you rather have things be thrown at you with your guard down and no boundaries and being an emotional mess? Or would you rather have things be thrown at you and you have sharp reflexes and emotional boundaries already present? There's an obvious answer there. But this week is about recognizing that the actions and routines that you have on your day-to-day -day really set the tone for what your life will look like down the road. Example, I am currently pretty frustrated with one of my friends who I love dearly. I talk to this person almost every single day, multiple times a day, in fact. And every single day we talk about their bad habits and about how they can fix them and what it is that they need to start to do in order to be the best version of themselves. 
I talk about their chart astrologically and what it is that they can do to reach their highest potential. We scrutinize the conversations that they have with other people who are really hurting them. And at the end of every call and text message, my friend finds fulfillment and is like, wow, I know what I need to do now. And I'm like, great, amazing. Glad we can come to the same conclusion for the 100th time. And then they have one to two days of really sitting in that and then we're right back to the self-destructive habits and I have to hear about it all over again. And it pisses me off because I hate when people don't understand that when you make constant bad decisions, right, there is a significance in that. Same with making good decisions though. And so the actions that you take on your day-to-day -day truly shape your life. It affects your mental health, your emotional well-being, your physical body, your spiritual self. So it was no surprise to me when this friend recently came to me and said, I have been in so much pain physically and they went to the doctor. Doctor said nothing is technically wrong with you, but my friend was making so many bad choices. And guys, they were bad choices. That part is not subjective. And not only was it taking an obvious toll on their mental and emotional health, but their physical health is starting to suffer too. And you don't want that. I don't want to go on a tangent about this, but if you want to know more about that connection between mental health and the physical body, read the book Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It literally changed my life and arguably is what started Topaz. I always say that Topaz was started because I was obsessed with a guy who did not respect me and he was a Gemini and I didn't know what that meant. So I did a deep dive about Gemini's and what I was reading about Gemini's resonated so much with his behavior. So I became obsessed with astrology. But not only did I become obsessed with astrology because of that situation, but I became incredibly spiritual. And the very first book that I read during that spiritual awakening 1.0 was Becoming Supernatural. And then eight to nine months later, I launched Topaz. So fun little story for you there. One day though, I will do an episode about the lore of me and all of the astrology of the people I've been entangled with that shaped me into who I am and how I react to life. But Alas, that is for another day. Okay, on the 28th, we have three exact transits and they're all sitting right on top of each other. We have the sun conjoining Mercury, Mercury conjoining Saturn, and then the sun conjuncting Saturn as well. All three at nine degrees of Pisces. So where do I start? A sun-Mercury conjunction happens when the sun and Mercury align in the same zodiac sign. We know this. Blending their energies and amplifying mental clarity, ideas, and the ability to communicate. This alignment often enhances our capacity for self-expression, making it a really great time for brainstorming, thinking, problem solving, and engaging in stimulating conversations and thoughts. Now, both the sun and Mercury are in Pisces, which brings a more dreamy and intuitive quality to the mix. Pisces is a sensitive sign characterized by empathy, creativity, and spiritual depth, which amplifies the energy of deep reflection, introspection, and connecting with our inner wisdom and gut. This is all about the art of listening, right? Like have your conversations, get deep, speak your mind, but what are you learning? What are you coming out on the other side with, right? Because with Sun-Mercury conjunctions, there's this tendency towards confusion or misunderstandings in communication. You know, there's a pull of the self or ego and someone's core ideas, lots of disagreement with people simply just because you may not think the same way. And Pisces dreamy and abstract nature can make it difficult to express thoughts clearly or to decipher the intentions of people accurately leading to miscommunications. And that influence of Pisces can really blur boundaries and create a sense of emotional overwhelmment. So stuff like a difficulty in setting realistic goals or maintaining focus on practical tasks is going to be 
a thing for the next couple of days. But like I was saying earlier about being on the path to getting fully aligned with yourself and establishing boundaries and understanding who you are, stuff like miscommunication and disagreement with other people are trivial because it doesn't really affect who you are at all or your life because you're secure in yourself, period. So that's the kind of the easy part about this triple conjunction. The more challenging part is that both the sun and Mercury, which are already conjoining each other, are both conjuncting Saturn. Saturn is slowly becoming my favorite planet to talk about because of its complexity. And even though Saturn transits are tough, the end reward can be so fulfilling. But for those of you who are not familiar, Saturn serves as the cosmic father, urging us to confront our limitations and structures inherent in the material world. It represents the passage of time, the aging process, and the wisdom gained through experience. Saturn's influence can evoke feelings of restriction, fear, and self-doubt because it wants us to confront our deepest insecurities and face the consequences of our actions. Just like how I was talking about earlier with my friend, I shared that little story for a reason because Saturn also offers invaluable lessons in resilience, perseverance, and self-mastery, guys, teaching us the value of patience, of hard work, and long-term planning. It governs the principles of karma and destiny, challenging us to take accountability for our choices and to build solid foundations for lasting success and fulfillment. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, it was that little tidbit I just gave you about Saturn. Now let's add the Sun and Mercury and Pisces into that because this energy is very concentrated. During this transit, Saturn rewards the people who approach their spiritual and creative activities, long-term goals, and habits with discipline, with patience, and integrity. This alignment wants us to take a mature and responsible approach to our spiritual practices, to our self-care, and honoring the guidance of our intuition while still staying grounded in reality. Saturn's influence brings tangible rewards for people who commit to their growth and engage in deep introspection and self-reflection, okay? Are you guys listening right now? Are you clocked in? This is important shit. To make the most of this transit, you need to find emotional maturity and discipline and introspection. This is a time for setting clear intentions, establishing healthy boundaries, and taking practical steps towards achieving your spiritual goals. And not necessarily career goals, not family goals, no, spiritual goals, goals for your inner and emotional fulfillment. This is a time for getting your emotional boundaries in check. And the thing about this is that Saturn can get pretty lonely. It can get very depressive and exhaustive and slow. And it may just seem, especially this week, like whatever you're going through, you're going through it alone. And honestly, maybe you are, but is that such a bad thing? Is it? Because in the end, whose life is it? Yours. You're the only one in control. So sure, it's nice to have other people with you when you feel sad and not to sound like a bitch, but at the end of the day, it really is just you. And something that I've recently noticed about a good chunk of my friends is that they find it so hard to be alone and it frustrates me because I'm like, the people who you depend on for whatever kind of comfort can't and won't fix those deep issues that you deal with. They may know about those issues and put a band-aid on them, but they don't 1000% understand where it's coming from. Only you do. And I know that's hard to deal with, but that's life. And one thing about Saturn is that it's going to throw life at you full force and it's not fun when you get smacked by it and your life does a 180. But think about how you react when you get sad and lonely and then think about what the opposite of that is and do that. I'm not joking. And so this week, you might experience a range of emotions from deep introspection and spiritual insight to feelings of 
restriction or limitation and frustrations, all of the Asians. The highs of this week are super high and the lows are going to be super low. Saturn can create a sense of heaviness or seriousness, urging you to confront any illusions or escapism in our lives with honesty and integrity. Stop escaping. A very Piscean thing to do. Just because you're sad or feel lost doesn't mean that you need to be a little bitch about it. Sorry, not sorry. I'm being very harsh today, but deal with it. Assess the situation. Figure out what it is you need to do to make you feel better. Don't just dig yourself deeper into that hole of self-doubt and insecurity. Oh, guys, it pisses me off so much. You have no idea. And I'm saying this as a Pisces rising who arguably is being affected by this entire thing the most because my dominant mutable placements are at 8 and 10 degrees, which is why I guess I feel so passionately about it because, you know, I am really seeing these themes from a clearer perspective. But I just want all of you to really work on getting to your highest potential. Like, yeah, it's hard, but there's only one person who can get you there. Only one. You don't like something about your life. You are the only one who has the control to change it. And yes, sometimes it might take some time, but it doesn't mean it can't get done. Most people think that a lot of the things that they want to do are impossible and they are quite literally not. So don't limit yourself and stop putting a time frame on when you think something is supposed to happen. That's stupid. Humble yourself. You have a responsibility to yourself to take care of yourself, nurture yourself, and always try to be the best version of you possible. And Saturn does not reward lazy people. So stop slacking on your goals and emotional fulfillment and start taking some steps, even baby steps, to the life that you deserve. And this transit also overlaps with the Sun and Mercury again, both sextiling Jupiter later on the 29th and 1st, only bringing good things. That confirms that whatever intentions you set with this triple Saturn conjunction are going to be rewarded with amazing, lucky opportunities for your growth. It may feel like a lot is going on this week, but take some time to set clear intentions for your growth and commit to regular practices that nourish your soul. You know, do a bit of meditation if you can, journaling or some sort of artistic expression. Remember to stay grounded in reality while exploring the depths of your intuition and wisdom. Honor any limitations or challenges that happen as opportunities for growth and for learning and trust that Saturn's rewards will come to people who approach their spiritual journey with integrity and dedication. And remember to be gentle with yourself and other people and allow space for vulnerability and emotional healing. I think this week some hard conversations are going to come up, whether it's with other people or with yourself. Like I said at the very beginning of the episode, I think this week is going to be a much needed reality check and if you don't come out of this week with some sort of plan for how you're going to move forward then you're behind and when I say things like this I always have to remember that not everyone has that Taurus moon like me okay like when something bothers me I'm immediately thinking of 20 different ways that I can plan to no longer be bothered and I'm a Scorpio with Mars in my first house, I'm always taking action to be better. I am highly motivated to be the best version of myself and keep transforming. Granted, my Mars is in Pisces, so it isn't always the best help. But sometimes it's very hard for me to grasp that other people are not constantly working to better themselves. I've learned that quite a few of my friends love to dwell in their self-destructive behaviors, even though they say they don't. And do they have fired air in their charts predominantly? Yes, but it irritates me. It really does. This week just wants the bare minimum from you. Just start something, please. Okay, witches, I am done. I am done talking. I really feel like I dropped some gems for you here and I hope you feel the same. Please, everyone take care of yourself this week and give yourself some grace. 
Also, follow the Topaz Instagram. I've gotten in the habit of posting daily on there about the daily transits and the astrology of pop culture and celebrities. It's so much fun, and I love interacting with you guys on there. And then also, book a reading with me. I promise you're going to want to book before we get into Aries season. Bye!